Blog Talk Radio. This is Black Writer Space. I do apologize for the delay. For some reason, I had some technical difficulties tonight. Um, I am your host, Miss Mocha, and my co-host with me tonight is Mario Givens. Hey, Mario. Hey, Tiff. Hey. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. Tonight, our guest is Tamika Newhouse. I'm really excited to have her on. I've been watching her um for about five years. It's been a long time. So I'm excited to um, have her on and talk about everything she's doing. She's doing so much uh, in 2012, and, and just watching her the previous year, she's just really been successful at everything she places her hands on. So I'm just going to bring her in. Hello? Hello. How y'all doing? I'm good. Hello, How good are you? Today. I'm good. I'm good. Spending time with the family while I can, while I'm in town. So it's, I'm definitely having a great day. Okay, that's awesome. Um, let's just dig right in. Now, you have so much going on. Like I said in the intro, uh, I've been watching you for a long time. So um, tell us, um, how long have you been writing? Let's see. I, I've been writing professionally since I was... 21. Um, I started my company at the age of 21. Um, I came into this industry at 20. Um, writing my, I published my first book that I managed to write at 19. Um, however, I wrote my very first novel at the age of 12, and I wrote like my first short story and a whole bunch of other little stories um, since I was eight. Um, so writing has been, you know, in in my life since I was able to form a sentence. So. It's just who I am. It's not what I chose. You know, it's just me. Wow. Okay. So, um. Yeah, no. Huh? <laughs> right, no, right, 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 right. Yeah, we do this whole this this whole wow thing, the the wow factor. Oh, okay. And a lot of guests that come on, it's like we can't say anything but that because, wow. Yeah. There's just so. so many so many things that you guys when you come on the show, like when we find out who the guest is, we do our due diligence and we research and we're like, okay, all right. Then we start reading like, wait a minute, this is getting too good. Then we're like, okay, wow, look at this. Tiffany, did you see that? Yeah, I see that. Wow. Right. I didn't know. So you're going to hear wow all throughout the show. I apologize. <laughs> we apologize for saying it too many times. So. 
That's okay. That's, right. that's, but that's fine with me. I may at the end of the show, I may be saying wow, too. Hope so. Hope so. Okay, I'm looking at your uh, bio, and it says that you are a self-published, best-selling author who founded your own um, publishing company at the age of 21. Tell us about that and how that came about. Well, um, um, I had, at the time I was married, and, and my husband was going off to Iraq, and I was in the city. I didn't know anybody, um, so I was, you know, I was sitting at the bed, and I was watching Pack, and I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm going to be bored. I don't have any friends. I can't just walk up to people and ask them, hey, do you like to read? You want to be in a book club with me? I thought that would be awkward. So instead, I took my computer. I created my face page. I named it African Americans on the Move Book Club with this whole concept of just posting up books and things that I've read with the whole purpose of, like, just, you know, just you hoping that people take interest in the books I was reading. And I was going to talk to people over online and, you know, hopefully they took interest in whatever I was doing. From that, I started getting all kind of inquiries from different authors, discovering that they were self-published. Um, and I didn't know that you could publish your own book. I thought you had to get, like, a book deal for your book to come out. For me, I had a dream of being a published writer since I was 12. It was, like, this big dream of mine. But I thought they, uh, like I just said, I was like, you have to like a record deal. Like, you had to aspire to meet a big publishing company in New York City, and I had to get my book out that way. And when I discovered that I could do it on my own, I took it and ran with it. I started doing my own research. I started talking to a lot of different authors. I became really obsessive with the industry. And um, I really, and I just decided to say, okay, I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to name the company after my mother, Delphine. Um, and I did that to pay tribute to her. Um, and then, as they say, the rest is history. Here I am, five years later, and I'm still doing it. Wow. Okay. Go. I know, <laughs> yeah. right? So, um, now, I know you do a lot with um, self-publishing. I contacted you myself about your self-publishing. Um, the it's not a, It's not a class, but... You charge like one twenty five to kind of guide you through the process. Tell us about right. that because I know we have some listeners who are interested in um, publishing their own book. So just right. tell us what you do. Oh, uh, pretty much I do a lot of different. I put my my hands into a lot of different stuff. Pretty much I have multiple hustles, so I want to make sure I have income coming in in all different directions. Um, and with this seminar, I pretty much uh, myself I, I took the initiative to go and research and do things on my own and you know, make sure that I was doing it the right way. But a lot of the times the authors are really green when it comes to this industry, so they don't necessarily know what to do. So when it comes to my seminars, I offer consulting. But not only that, not only do you get to talk on the phone with me one-on-one and ask all the questions that you may have, but I work with you after the fact. So a lot of times you get a lot of people that do know this industry and do have a lot of resources, but they'll charge you about 300 bucks for like an hour phone call, and then you don't hear from them more. Or they may charge more than that. I mean, I know of a New York Times that's an author that charged $5,000 to talk to him on the phone, and then you're on your own after that. I'm like, $5,000? You could have gave me that. I could have did the book for you, you know? Um, so I charge a small fee of 125 We get on the phone. We discuss all the resources that I have discovered on my own that has been successful for me. I give them to you. And then after that, I open. I have the. Um, I keep the door open of communication for you to contact me um, at your discretion um, during your publishing process. 
Now, I don't publish the book for you because it defeats the purpose of you learning to become your own publisher. If I'm doing the work for you, you're not learning. Um, and, that, and I want to see other authors succeed. If I was in it for the money, I would charge way more. But I want you to, to succeed, and, and for that way, for you to, to succeed, I simply give you the simple steps and the resources that you need, and I oversee everything that you're doing to make sure that you make the least amount of mistakes. Now, you're going to make some mistakes because there's no such thing as a perfect journey, but my whole purpose is to make sure that you make those least amount of mistakes and for you to learn a business and be successful. So that's pretty much what I do. Wow. Okay. That's so amazing. any of the that's listeners amazing. that's listening, Wait, what you say? No, I'm just saying that's amazing, you know, what you just got to say. It is. Um, now, the uh, so you have the book club, and uh, you also have a blog talk radio show. Yes. Um, that's another thing. One, the year that I started, which was 2008, um, I, had start, I had launched my own internet radio show. And I had hosted that all the way up until this year, and I passed the torch on to Anna Black, mainly because my role had gotten gotten so busy, and I started doing so many different things. I trans, you know, I transitioned out of just the book industry into the entertainment industry now. So I just got my hands in so many different stuff where I couldn't devote a specific time to the radio show. So I do make guest appearances on the show now. I actually want to be returning back to the show on a monthly basis. Um, now to host a pound discussion. The pound discussions is something I have been doing since 2009. Pretty much a lot of different um, uh, elites in the industry, editors, uh, publicists, publishers, uh, bloggers, reviewers, whatever, different topics you get on the show, and we discuss those topics, and we have like a panel and debate about what works and what doesn't work and what needs to be fixed about certain situations. And in, and in the effort to teach, you know, our writers some of the important elements in this industry we need to know, and it's free. So I'm going to be returning to the show once a month to host a panel discussions on different topics from editing, marketing, um, uh, um, social media, how to do that, how to self-publish, um, the importance of book reviews, the importance of book conferences, um, then I have one called The Facebook Arthur. That one is kind of really controversial because some authors – when I tell them and I and I explain to the public what the what a Facebook author is, a lot of artists get offended. And if you're getting offended, it's because you're doing this, and this is not what you're supposed to be doing. So my topic of a Facebook author kind of gets really controversial. And I'm one of those authors that speaks my mind, and I'm going to tell you what the problem is. I'm going to say it with love. I'm not saying it's hate or I'm, or I'm trying to be uh, devious, but I'm saying it with love and encouragement, hoping that you you know, do something different. So I'm not going, it's kind of like petting a little demon. I'm not going to pet the demon. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give tell you the truth. I'm going to say with love and hopefully, and hopefully that you take my constructive criticism with love and that you take it and correct it. So with the panel discussions on the radio show, I'm going to return to do that. And those shows do air on blogtalkradio.com slash AANBC. Right. I am a follower of that show, and I have listened to it um, previously, and I definitely enjoyed it. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, not a problem. Not, like I said, I've been I've been watching you for a minute, so um, I was excited to be able to um, get squeezed into your tight schedule. I know you're real busy right now, um, so yeah, I do appreciate that. Now, what I want to know is, um, can you take us through um, some of your books, yes. starting with the first um, one? 
the very first one I um, launched a three book series. It didn't it didn't start as a, as a three book series, but it ended up coming out that way. My very first book was the ultimate no no. Uh, it became my most popular book to date. Um, it's my baby. I wrote it. The reason why I say this is because my favorite because I wrote it. Um, and I had no idea that other people were going to read it. So I was 19 years old. I was writing at one of the lowest points in my life. It was kind of like a, a therapy moment for me. And I wrote this book in about three weeks. Um, and when I was 21, as I stated, after launching that MySpace page and, and discovering that I could self-publish, I published that book on my own, launching my own company. And then immediately, I ended that book abruptly on purpose when I wrote it at, at the age of 19. So I knew that I had to go back to it and actually complete that book. And starting the second book, which was The Ultimate Moment, No Regrets, I released that book nine months after The Ultimate No came out. So in 2009, which was my debut year, I came out with two books. Um, the Ultimate Moment, No Regrets ended up trans- ending abruptly again. So I ended up writing the third part to um, the Ultimate No-No, which was titled Will Love Ever Know Me, and that just came out of February of this year. Um, so all in all, The Ultimate No-No consists of four women, and you're going to follow them in their life and their struggles in their different relationships. A lot of the relationships was based on a lie because one of the friends held a grudge for an ex. They launched a scam, um, and through this scam, all these, these ladies had to cover up a lie to cover up a lie. And so it's a lot of different scenarios and drama, sex, deceit, even death that goes on these three books. And it keeps, you know, and it keeps going on and spawns and spawns and spawns. And for those who have read my books and know of the twists and turns and the drama that I have created, know that I have multiple characters in my book, maybe 14 to 20 different characters, either their main characters or sub-characters. And those characters have gone on to launch other books and other series. Right now, I'm currently writing on a book called Kisses Don't Lie. Kisses Don't Lie will come out um, in the middle of March, towards March 19th. And that that book um, spawns, uh, does a spinoff of Michael, which is the character from the Ocean, no, no, and as well as, um, who else is in that book? No, it's just Michael that is in that book. Um, and then Kisses Don't Lie comes out March 19th. And then I have He's My Favorite Mistake, which is another drama, um, another drama scandalous type read. Um, And the reason why I named it He's My Favorite Mistake is a lot of times us women fall for the wrong guy. We love him. We love the things that he does. We love the way that he makes us feel. But at the same time, he hurts us and he's not good for us. So we continue to make that mistake, but although he's our favorite person in the whole wide world, hence he's my favorite mistake. Um, and that is co-written by myself and Nicola Mitchell, and it has it brings in some of her characters from her series, and it has bring is bringing in some of my characters from my Ultimate No series. Um, so all in all, I do have about four books that's going to be coming out this year, but most importantly, those two books, Kisses Don't Lie and He's My Favorite Mistake will be coming out this year. Not to mention Cookie, a Fort Worth store that just came out this past this past July. So I I have four books working on my fifth and sixth. Wow. She said more, but I know that's right. I know that's right. I mean, I have so much going on. I try not to sound long way, but you can't help it. There's so much going on that, you know, I try to freestyle it as quickly as I can. 
But you wow. you know what kind of caught my attention was, um, I know my mom's listening, uh, the Cookie of Fourth Work story, because her nickname is Cookie, and she's living in Fourth Work right now. So oh, my goodness, where, really? Yeah, yeah. And I was actually living in Fourth Work uh, in the, around 2006. 2005, 2006. So I want to know what is what is this book? What is what is this book about? Because when I see the when I see the topic, I'm like, I mean, the title, I'm like, okay, forward. Here we go again. I got to relive forward over again. What is this book? Well, about? hey, hey, now ain't that many? There is no other book whether I know of that has forward in the title. And <laughs> so let hey, so don't be saying that. Don't be trying to knock my city now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, no, you know what? I, I'm in Chicago right now, and okay, I was just and yeah, I just flew through Chicago. And first of all, we need to be talking about Chicago right now because Chicago was a hot mess, seven degrees, yeah, and the snow was taller than me, and I stand at five seven with flats. So and that's what Chicago I with that snow. Hold on, to come back to Fort Worth. No, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, like I say, the weather was great. The weather was great. It's nothing like. A winter time sitting on the balcony, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I feel you. I just, I just want to know what the book is. What is the book about? Gotcha. Cookie and Forward Story, um, honestly, is my most, um, I'm most proud of this book. Besides for the ultimate no-no, mainly because Cookie is loosely based off of truth. Um, it it starts um, it it just categorizes a teen fiction that anybody of all age can read this book. Um, it does have cussing as well as biblical verses in it. It does have sex, not graphic scenes, but it also has church scenes in it. So it's kind of borderline. Overall, it's just life. So I don't categorize it as Christian. I don't categorize it as urban. I mean, I just, it's just contemporary fiction because it, it, it has a blend of everything. But Cookie, um, whose real name is Latoya James, You've uh, followed her from the age of 14 all the way up to about 20. Um, she's the good girl, all, you know, all the way around girl. She's, you know, she does good. She does good in school. But she has this older sister named Lyric. And Lyric, her, is a prime example of what not to do. And she finds herself not wanting, once entering high school and, you know, overcoming um, low self-esteem, um, battling her toxic toxic relationship with her sister, having to take care of her sick mother. She gets into high school and she makes a she decides that she wants to make a change. She wants to have fun, you know. The boys are telling her that she's fly, that her hips is nice, that she's shaped real good, and she's starting to listen to them. And so with that being said, she starts to hang out with her older sister Lyric and her friends and she starts to get to hang around her own crew. She starts to experience a lot of different things at a young age that she shouldn't be doing. As far as the drugs, not hard drugs, but the soft drugs, like weed, you know, things like that. You know, stuff that black folks don't really categorize as drugs, but she started, you know, she started dabbling into that. Um, she was, she starts dealing with sex at a very young age, unfortunately becomes pregnant, um, dealing with the fact of who's the baby daddy, things of that nature. And this is all based on truth. Um, and at the, at the end of the day, she starts to realize that what she's doing is not quite working. Like, this isn't working. Like, I'm just like she's going through so much, and she finds herself wanting to go back to what makes sense, and that's the church. So she kind of, so she kind of goes through full circles and goes through ups and downs, and and you will laugh, you will definitely cry because it is some really 
um, horribly low scenes in the book. But as I stated, it's just life. And so it's called Cookie, a Fort Worth story, because it's, it's just about a girl that just wanted to grow up too soon. You know, she had to come take it back a notch and have to regroup. So Cookie, a Fort Worth story. And then follow-up to that book, I did, which I didn't mention, Cookie 2, lyric song, is coming out this uh, late this spring, and it's going to be um, her sister lyric story, which is also based on truth. We're going to go to break real quick, um, and we'll be right back. feel inside And every time it's like my first time away And I can never find the words to say You're the perfect girl You were made for me It's so easy to love you, baby We're compatible, credible and natural We are
Good evening, and this is uh, Black Writer Space. I am your host tonight, Miss Mocha, and I have our two co-hosts with me, Mario Givens and DeAndrea Bridges. And tonight our host is Tamika Newhouse. Hi, Tamika. How are you? Howdy. Good. <laughs> Sorry I missed the beginning. I was listening to every word you said, more than excited about all the things that you are doing. Girl, you keeping it moving. Well, you thank are you, man. Thank you. It's exciting for um, our listeners to, well, I listened to original profile, and it amazed me that, you know, your story, a lot of people have such similar stories of um, having young pregnancies and having young dreams and a lot of times getting off track and different things like that and not ever able to obtain those dreams. So I'm just glad that, you know, you serve as a role model as well as an inspiration. Thank you. I surely appreciate it. Hmm? Can you hear me? No. Okay. No, I, I'm sorry that you said something. I didn't want to cut you off. What was the the um What was the book that you published that received the American Literary Award? Oh, it was. Oh, um, it was two books. I actually won two. I won one in 2009. Mm-hmm. And that was for the ultimate no no. That book also is the book that ended up getting me um the exposure for the editor at Kensington and I ended up landing a major book deal with them. Um and then in two thousand eleven, which was last year, I ended up winning for the same category, which was self published Arts of the Year, for the book Will Love Ever Know Me. And then my company as well won for a best anthology, which was the book Between the Sheets. Wow. How how surprised were you that you went ahead, you did self-publishing, and all these things came to pass? How was, how surprised were you that, I mean, is this something that you ever expected to happen? Of course I, um, I expected to be successful. That was my goal, to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but as it was happening, to be honest, I downplayed a lot of everything that all the good accolades and the you know the success and things I was getting, I downplayed it a lot. I didn't wallow in it too much. Um, I would say thank you and move on. Um, it was it's my way of staying humble and staying focused because although um, it it you know it is successful, it's great. You know I'm not there yet. I, I'm not at that success level that I want to be at. So I don't want to pause that much and reflect on, you know, my current success until I feel like I've reached that success level that I that I want to obtain. And I think that may never really happen because I think that I would never be satisfied. I feel like the day that I get satisfied and the day that I feel like, okay, I'm good, is the day that I start going down. I need to stay up and keep going and keep going. I never need to be satisfied. I need to always be looking for the next best thing. So, when I was winning that award, now when I won the first award, I won. I discovered that I won over the phone. The committee called me and things like that, so they wanted to ensure that I was going to be in New York. Um, so I, I got to know over the phone at home, you know, with my close friends and family. And so I was screaming and yelling over the phone. I was so excited. I really didn't expect it because she was like, "You won this this category, and you won that. So I won twice a year." And I was like, "Really, me?" I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up, you know. And so um, every every year since then, since 2009, I was there in attendance to be supportive of the show. They had me present a few awards and things of that nature. 
And so last year when I went, you know, I was just there to present. Um, I also um, donated some books and things for the giveaways. You know, I was there just to have fun and also to network. I love to travel to network. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was amongst a lot of elites and a lot of really, really important people that I thought I would never have the pleasure to to meet. Um, And so I was just sitting there next to – actually, I was sitting there next to the CEO of Black Expressions in – and they called my name, and literally I could not feel my legs. I don't know why I was so like, so shocked, but it was just like, really, me? Really? Like, sometimes I still get shocked. I'm like, really? Really? Me? Okay. So I just go with it sometimes, and I, I try I just stay humble, and when people give me compliments, yeah, I just say thank you and um, just move on because, you know, I don't want to really reflect on that and, you know, lose. Lose, you know, lose my ground, and I just want to stay focused and stay humble. Now, for those of our that are not uh, familiar with the process, what goes into becoming nominated? Is it something that a committee sits down and looks at? Is it something that you submit? Uh, what is the process? Well, the process of the African American Literary Awards is it's a public nomination. So you have to get, you have to seek out, go out there and seek and get people to nominate you, um, you know, publicly and, and hope that you get enough nominations where you get nominated. Okay. So, of course, so I you know, I sent out, you know, my emails to my close friends and family the first year. I went hard. I, you know, I went hard to get the nomination. And, um, I, you know, I got the nomination, and then I went hard again to get the win. And I got the win. Now, each year after that, I was nominated. So 2010, I didn't win at all. Okay. And then um, in 2011, I was nominated again, but my best friend was also nominated. You know, Mm -hmm. she's very successful at what she does. So I was like, okay, I won this category before, and I was nominated last year. So, I'm, you know, I'm going to do a campaign so that she can win, so we can both get this thing, you know. So I I wanted to spread the accolades around. And so that's why I was mostly shocked last year because I did not seek any votes. I did not request for anybody to vote for me. I didn't do a campaign myself at all. And so for me to win, I was like, "What, really, me?" So that's how I was like, "Huh?" You know, it was it was um, I was really humble and I was you know really grateful for that. That's awesome. Another thing we were I was listening to you talk about the book club, and we were having we had a guest on last night, and we were asking about the difference between the online book club and the intimate book club, and what the difference is. And I wanted to ask you: Have you ever had the intimate book club where you meet a certain place once a month or whatever, or do you swear by the internet book club, and why? I've had the physical book club. We had different chapters and things everywhere, but a lot of people are not as dependable as you would want them to be. Not everybody's going to be passionate about your dream, you know. Um, It's your dream, and sometimes you can't get the same people to be as committed as you are. So um, I've had the physical book club meetings once a month and things like that. It just didn't quite work out. And, of course, with myself, I couldn't even run my own chapter in my city because I was just far too busy. I didn't want to stretch myself. Remind you, I'm a mother. Of two, right. so I, that's my most important role. Um, so I just couldn't stretch myself to the limit. So the internet book club format works wonderful. It's always worked wonderful for me um, because you get to meet people all over, um, and then I get to promote and, and expose multiple books at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, like you said, with the ebook craze, and you know, of course. And I, I believe that, you know, paperbacks would be non-existent, you know, except for maybe like book launches and large expos and things of that nature. But 
you know, people are actually going out there to seek paperbacks is going to be almost non-existent. So with the ebook on the rise, it's really becoming more beneficial for me to promote and you know do the internet, do the the internet, the book internet, you know, full time. So um, I try to move, and the internet to me is is you know is there's no limits. You know, the 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 possibilities is you know is out there. You can just do so much with it. So. You know, with A, A, and B, C, I could, I, I do so much. I come up with these different campaigns and ideas to expose and promote these authors. Um, we continue on with the radio show with the, with Anna Black. Um, even now, like in February, every February we promote books that are romance and erotica. We just come up with so many different things. And now I've taken on the role of, uh, I helped create the Baltimore Urban Book Festival. And so I've come up with the, uh, with the role of, maintaining and heading up that book festival. So not only do I get to control the features, the, the arts that we bring into that festival, um, but I have to, I get to help promote it and 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 then get the book clubs and the readers to actually physically come out. So I guess you can count that as our physical, you know, book club meeting of the year. And um, I, I make sure that I expose um, unknown writers at that festival as well. Because sometimes you, when you see these festivals and events, you see the same old people. And the reason right. why is because those people have a built-in audience, and those events want those people to bring in an audience. And versus I take a risk, and we bring in a blend. Uh, some uh, some very unknown, some semi-known, and then some unknown at all. You know, you, don't, you probably never even heard of them. So I bring in a blend, and we take a huge risk of just bringing in artists that nobody has heard of. And, and you know, and, and with that, you know, we want to be able to expose those writers because, Half the time, their books is just as good. So, you know, ABC has a lot of its benefits that I really enjoy. And I've, I've wanted to quit ABC for so many different reasons, mainly because dealing with authors, especially new authors, they don't quite understand. They're green. Um, everybody wants them to be catered to. Um, and I'm that type of person where I'm going to treat you the same as I treat everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I am mean. I'm mean spirited, and you know I'm naturally mean spirited. So come at me cross, you know, cross eye. I mean, you know, you gonna get it right back. So I, I don't like to be disrespected. <laughs> you know, I feel like I do this out out of the kindness of my heart, and I don't necessarily have to do it. And sometimes you just deal with artists that are that bring out pure BS. You know, and I try to mm-hmm. teach them and guide them, and you know, tell them that oh, you know, this is this is what I recommend, and this is what I think you should do, and and some of them, they just so just, what are, you know, just out there, just so pig-headed. They don't really want to take, you know, constructive criticism. So, I mean, I, I thought about quitting quitting so much because I'm like, okay, I could be really selfish. I could be really, really selfish, and I could just focus on Tamika. I could probably be way more successful if 100% of my time was just focused on Tamika. But I choose not to do that because I know that there's a lot of more artists out there like myself that want to be successful too. So, therefore, I take the punches, I take some of the disrespect, I take some of the, oh, I should be catered to mentalities, and I just, you know, overlook it and I just keep it pushing because I know if I quit that, you know, it's going to close some of those doors that I'm, I'm so desperately trying to open. So with that being said, I guess I'll just take the punches and keep it moving. And we need you. We need you out here. You're doing yeah. a good job. Um, have you ever, now? I know it's going to be a funny question, but have you ever featured one of your own books in the book club? I definitely have. You know why I didn't? I? <laughs> I sure have, and I'm gonna tell you why. ABC <laughs> stands for exposing black writers and exposing the unknown. 
Well, yeah. shoot, I'm black and I'm unknown, so can I can, can I expose myself? And you know, I've had some people say that too, like, oh, she tried to promote herself through her own book club. What's so wrong with that? You know, Nothing. I have, and I, I do that maybe once a month. And so at a at a not once a month, I'm sorry, once a year. So at a year, my book may be on my own personal website for thirty days out of that year. So and that's another thing when it comes to these authors, they sometimes forget that I'm an author too. Right. So a lot of times I get a what can I do for them? What can you do for me? What can you do for me? What can you do for me? That's what they ask. And so I, it's very seldom that I get in return. Hey, Samika, can I post your book on this website? Can I do this for you? You know, and I don't expect that at all. I don't. Right. I definitely, I don't expect that. But it would be nice, you know. You know, a lot of times the authors do forget that. Yes, I am an author too. Yes, I do have my own publishing company. Yes, I do have my own authors. Yes, I do this and yes, I do that. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it is one sided because ABC is a form to promote these authors. But, you know, sometimes we're dealing with some of the, all these different personalities and having to work and deal with these objects one-on-one and individually, you get a lot of different personalities and a lot of people you don't necessarily want to deal with. And, yes, they do forget that I am a writer, too. So it's it's kind of bittersweet when it comes to NBC for myself personally. It's great for all the other artists, but for me having to deal with it and it's not an easy job, it's a lot of work to do, and it's a lot of different personalities and writers. It's, yes, yes, I do. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I believe that, you know, you should be able to get the reap the benefits of your work as well. You put a lot of time and energy into helping others. You have risen to places in very in a very short time that people aspire to get to and never get there. So one, I, I again say kudos to you and the fact that you're giving back, you're helping other people reach and attain their dreams. And sometimes, you know, what as a writer, you have to be thick-skinned. You have to be able to take constructive criticism because everybody is not going to like what you like. Everybody is not going to do it how you do it. So you got to know that you have to trust who you go under and who you choose to be a publisher to find you and tell you what it is that you need to do to get your book out there. So, again, nothing wrong with that at all. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to explore what projects you have coming up as well as, I know you have the book coming, but as well as um, as far as your production company, what other things are um, coming up in the works for 2012, okay? All right, so we'll go to break.
Good evening, and we are back. <clears throat> this is Black Writer Space. I am your host, Ms. Mocha, if you just tuned in with us tonight. Um, our guest tonight is Tamika Newhouse, and she has so much information. She has um, taken the self-publishing and, and the publishing game to a whole nother level, and she's running with it. Yes, she so, is. Yes, she is. She has so much going on, and I love it. I love her energy. I love her um, how she presents it. Everything is done in a professional manner, and I'm just I'm a little jealous over here. But I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about you. I'm really excited. <clears throat> use that use, use that jealousy as motivation because when I get jealous of people, I don't like mm-hmm. that stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm a little jealous. So let, what I gotta do to get there too? That's that's right. Really yes, but use that as your motivation. Okay. Yes. That's I need so you just a look um that's had been um inspiration that I need to push me to to at least publish my first book because <laughs> I've been I sitting, agree with on, that. sitting on it so yeah I um so yeah there's, yeah, there's definitely no excuse I, I especially when the resources is out there you have people that are willing to help or you know it. My thing is, you can and with the eBooks and things like that out there, it, it makes it so much more easier, um, and it makes it so much you know easier for you to even profit as well too. So, I would definitely there's no excuse. And surprisingly, even with my seminars I do, I do maybe four or five seminars a month, and a good one or two of them will actually start the processing of publishing, even after they have gotten all the resources, even all the connections that I'm going to give them. Some of half of them still sit there and they don't even publish the book. If that's not annoying, I don't know what is. My thing, and it, it annoys me. It, if I didn't care, like I said, if I was in it for the money, I wouldn't even care. I wouldn't even give two cents. But that's not my purpose. My purpose is for everybody to be successful, to make their dreams come true, and to publish the book. And when you don't do it, that annoys it annoys me. And so I feel like, well, what did we sit on the phone for? What did we go over these, this process for? You just wasted my time. And not, not the but the fact that you did pay me for a service, but I feel like my time was wasted. My whole purpose is for you to publish the book. So definitely, I mean, if you have the desire to publish your book, what are you going to do? Go through your, the rest of your life and say, oh, I should have, could have, would have. You know, what's the point? I don't want to do any should have, could have, would have. I want to make sure that I did that, I did this. Okay, what I'm about to do next? That's how I feel. That's just me. So what can we expect from Tamika now? What is it that you are doing with your productions for 2012? Well, with Delphine Publications, I've added on to my roster. The roster um, has been small um, for the first few years, mainly because I personally need to perfect my knowledge and perfect what I was doing. And I didn't need to bring any more people into that until I – perfected what I was doing so I can do this in my sleep. Um, so I have added on to my roster of authors. Um, I have hmm, probably seven now, but three three new ones will come out with a book this year. Um, I myself am going to be coming out with a um, book called Cookie 2, Lyric Song, which is the the, continue, the final installment to the Cookie series, um, Kisses Don't Lie, and Kisses Don't Lie will be a small series. It's going to have a follow-up to that book as well. Um, then I'm going to be coming out with He's My Favorite Mistake. And as well as, now I'm drawing a blank. It was a third book. I mean, it was a fourth book. I'm drawing a blank, but I can't remember. Uh, it's so many different projects that I'm coming out with. And then 
towards the end of this year or early next year, I'm going to be coming out with a book called The Illest Nana. And that's going to be a three-part uh, series. That's actually the first time I've actually revealed the title of that book. So maybe now I should put it on Twitter and Facebook. But um, I'm going to be coming out with that book probably earlier in 2013, and that's going to be another series. going to start out like Cookie is Written, but it's going to end up kind of like how I write the Ultra No-No series. So it's going to be a blend of my young voice and my older voice. Um, also, I'm going to be going to Las Vegas early March of this year to do a commercial shoot for my new company that I've launched with Arthur Nicola Mitchell called Obsessive Soul Media. Um, and under that book, we collaborate on literary projects as well as short film, stage plays, things of that nature that I'm going to be doing. Um, also, I'm going to be relocating to another city. I haven't said publicly where yet. Only my close friends and family know. So I don't want nobody to know I'm coming until I actually get there. Um, so I'm going to be relocating personally for my career as well out of Texas. Um, so that's I have a lot of different things that's going to be going on and transitioning and just putting out more books. My company alone may be releasing a good seven books this year. Um, and just continuing on and growing and growing and growing and staying consistent. So that's all I can do is stay consistent and never give up. That's awesome. Um, we really enjoy having you today and the information that you brought to the table and all of your projects, all of your books, um, just everything. I I particularly like the the self publishing, um, the 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 um, guidance that you offer for the one twenty five. I really think that's a great um, idea. There are not too many people that are doing that. It's either they publish you or they don't really, I don't think anybody really guides you through the process like that. But um, that's really awesome. And I'm going to continue to support you on all your projects and um, books to come and events. And we will be at the, um, you're having the, the Urban The Baltimore Urban Book Festival happens May 6th in Baltimore, Maryland, and the website for that is BaltimoreUrbanBookFestival.com. And as I said, I am the co-founder of that, and I will be there. The ABC Literary Awards is going to be announced there as well. So make sure that you do that. And also another important event of mine is I'm going to be doing a book launch in Atlanta um, at the Green Room Actors Lounge, which is owned by actress uh, Terry Javon. I'm going to be collaborating with her in her lounge to launch the book, Kisses Don't Lie. Um, I'm also going to be attending a red carpet event, the Diamond, the, the Diamond Awards there in Atlanta as well for that weekend. So it will be pretty a pretty great weekend. So that's going to be March 16th and the 17th in Atlanta. So I'm going to be putting out more information about that. And for those who want to find out more, you can go to TamekaNewHouse.com or DelphinePublications.com. You can follow me on Twitter, Facebook me. Everything is my name, Tamika Newhouse. All right, you guys heard it. Um, all her information, her uh, website, she's on Facebook, Twitter, and um, all her websites. So um, we really loved having you tonight, and thank you so much for even chatting with us. And Because I know you're busy. I know you have a lot going on. But I do appreciate the response for the interview. I appreciate your time. And um, we will be in contact, and we look forward to having you back. Thank you. I will come back whenever you want me to, and I surely appreciate it. Thank you Thanks. so much. Enjoy yeah, your evening. Have a great evening. You have a good night.
All right. Um, awesome guest. Awesome guest. Tamika Newhouse. For those of you who are just tuning in, and um, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I'm excited about life. I'm excited about um, just the the whole literary thing. It's it's really taking off. It's really. Um, I feel like it's it's really enlarging, like every second of the day. You know, I, I don't know what the statistics are for um, how many uh, seconds, how many minutes someone comes out with a book or a book is published. I need to look that up <laughs> so I can uh, talk about that. You know how they say every five seconds a child is killed or every five seconds right, a right. woman is abused, you know. So I would really like to know how many, what's, what's the statistics for how long, how many times, in the day a book is published, you know, so I don't think I've ever heard that. But I'm sure it's on the Internet somewhere. I'm sure it is, too. But it was an awesome guest, Black Writer Space. We got a, a, a little juicy tidbit, an exclusive, the Il yes. Nana. I think that's, that's going to be awesome. I can't wait to hear about that. Absolutely. I have to get on my ball game. I got to get on my ball game with my book. I have... One particular book, I think I could sit and write it one day. I could sit and write it in one day, my my relationship book. And um, <laughs> I'm going to do very well. But uh, let's take a little quick, quick break, and we'll be right back.
are back. If you just tuned in, our guest tonight was Tamika Newhouse, and um, awesome publisher, awesome writer, um, just taking the literary world by storm. And yes, uh, um, I give her a pat on the back for that one, and being nominated too. That's hot. That's really hot. And not just one, and not just one year, and not just for one book, and in not just one category. Oh, right? Yeah, that's that's really hot. Even you when got... she did campaign. Uh, I'm sorry, what you say? I said. Okay. Uh, I guess we lost D for a second. Uh, anyhow, like I was saying, Tamika Newhouse, uh, totally, totally, totally off the chain with her writing, her publishing, um, just everything she has to offer to the literary field is just really amazing. And uh, we definitely support her in that. If you um, have a book that you are thinking about writing or you've been wanting to write for a long time, feel free to um, email us at blackwriterspace with two S's at gmail.com, or you can hit us on Facebook, you can hit us on Twitter. And we also have a blog. You can check out our blog site, which uh, has been updated. I still have so much more to put on there. Our guests have really just been um, stacking up by the day. So, you know, I've been sending out emails to different people and, um, They've been emailing me right back, and just it's really been taking off, so I'm excited about that. My um, website is blackwriterspace.blogspot.com. So if you have any questions, feel free to send us an email. Um, we don't do publishing, but we can assist you in getting you to the right person to get published or self-published. So we definitely, um, uh, I definitely have invested in the steps and the process and um, develop, just develop, developing a network of writers, publishers, um, screenplay writers. I even talked to one guy I'm supposed to have on the um, show who I have one guy that I, I'm supposed to have on the show. He does films, short films. So I'm excited about that. Um, he will be on the show come um, probably next week, one day next week. My schedule is getting so tight. I'm kind of all the way into, like, the first week, second week of February. So things are really taking off. Um, I'm excited. And, you know, when you start moving and you start growing and you start just really doing what God called you to do and walking in your purpose and your destiny, People try to come and um, hate, so but it's okay. It's okay. You have to kind of push the haters away and just keep it moving. So I really thank God for um, Mario, my co-host, and DeAndrea for coming on board with us and um, just kind of taking this thing just even bigger outside of the United States but global. I have an author from London that I'm supposed to have on. I'm just waiting for him. He has some other things he wanted to get prepared before being on the show to um, so that he'll have some information to give the guests as well. So I'm just waiting to hear back from him, but I'm really excited about that. Every time he calls, it's like 
Wow. Because their phone numbers are like one four one four or however it goes. I know their numbers are really long, so every time their number shows up on my phone, it's like, wow, I'm actually getting a call from London. So um, also another um, entity I want to include in Black Writer Space and the radio show is um, a branch that will support, um, still pertaining to writing, but will support uh, individuals who are incarcerated but who are also writers. Whether if you already have a book, if you're currently working on a book, or um, you're a screenplay writer. I mean, it's writers that are incarcerated as well, and we would like to be that voice for them so they can be heard as well. I received a phone call um, Tuesday night from a guy. I've I've been um, communicating with another person that had an author that was incarcerated, so I simply said, pass the word. And so um, Tuesday night, I got a phone call from another author. So he's supposed to be on to come February. February is going to be a really good month. And if you have any ideas, I've been thinking about how I want to present Black Writer, um, Black History Month and celebrate some of our writers as well as the guests that we'll have on, but at the same time celebrate um, some of our African-American uh, writers that are not with us anymore but have been such an inspiration to the um, black community, African-American community, and just to the world as well. Because like I always say, it's not, um, black writer space is not for just black people, it's for whoever wants to be a part. That's really kind of just the name. Um, it, it can stand for the, the black ink and the pen. So it's not about your skin color. This is not a show for black people or black writers. It's a show supporting writers globally on a whole nother level. So um, we definitely look forward to hearing from you. And um, I just want to say again, thank you so much for my listeners supporting and just kind of watching us. I know some of you guys have been with us since day one, since that very first show. And um, even the first show turned out to be really successful. When I look back at the um when I look back at the numbers, it's like 40-something people went back and listened to that show. 38 people. I mean, that's really that is so inspiring every time I look back at the numbers. And some nights we may only have four listeners, but then 10 people might go back and listen to it. So it's still we're still getting the word out there. People are still paying attention. And even to go back, if you missed a live show, just to go back and play back a show, that's still time out of your schedule. But you still put us on your priority list somewhere, so we definitely um we definitely appreciate that. I'm gonna try to get D back on. I don't know what happened. Oh. Anyhow, I'm going to move forward with the show and um say good night. We had an awesome show tonight um we having some issues with the my other co-host. I don't know, maybe something's wrong with her phone. But um, I'm going to move forward and just play a couple of songs, and then we're going to um, call it a day. So, again, I thank our listeners for listening and our supporters. I'm still looking forward to having some events this year. But after having our guest on last night, I'm kind of rethinking some stuff because she kind of structures literary events to perfection in the planning stages, 
how to get people to come and how to make sure that they leave with something. So I don't just want to put a quick event together just to say I had something. So I'm thinking about pushing some of my major events to 2013 so that we have the turnout that we have and we can fulfill the purpose that um, Black Writers Space has been created for. So um, I just want to say thank you again for listening. Thank you for supporting us, and we will see you guys tomorrow at 7. But I, I know